Lauren and I are drowning in 80s nostalgia about waterbeds and the Commodore 64, and I hesitate to talk about it because we don't have a patent yet, but I'm pretty sure our aqua sofa is going to be a very big deal. Of course, there is singing. It's Bad Choice Tuesday. Welcome to Bad Choice Tuesday with Andrea Howell. I'm talking with my friends about the questionable choices we make. Sometimes unconventional, sometimes unavoidable, sometimes flat out bad. And sometimes Bad Choice Tuesday happens on a Thursday night. We're talking about friendship, unconditional love, and questionable choices. Welcome to Bad Choice Tuesday. Did you have a waterbed? Did you ever have a waterbed? Yeah, I had your waterbed. (laughs) You had the waterbed first, and then I got the waterbed. And that waterbed followed me not only through high school, but then I took it along with me to three different apartments. Oh, no. No, more than that. One, two, three apartments and a house. Two houses. I finally got rid of it when when I got to the house, the final house that I had in St. Louis. So, and it's because it got a hole in in the mattress and I replaced (laughs) it once, but I decided the next time I'm like, I cannot, I cannot replace this. Oh my God. I don't even know if you can buy a waterbed anymore, but I loved that. And that was a good one too, because it was one of those waveless ones. Yeah. Do you remember that? So you didn't like sink to the very bottom? You didn't sink to the very bottom, but you could definitely make it wave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, be waving in there yeah so and yeah well I think that's where you were when mom famously sat on the bed and bounced up and down wasn't it when you were hung over <laughs> <laughs> I still can't even smell a Jack and Coke or God forbid straight whiskey I can put it in coffee because it overwhelms the smell. But yeah, you're right. Yes. Yes. So yes, when my friends, I didn't know that hard liquor would hit you slower than you drank it. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up drunker than I knew a person could be. And my very responsible friends who mom subsequently loved for being so upfront with her, Yeah, they brought me home to the door, didn't just drop me like on the doorstep like like they surely could have. They actually delivered her daughter to her in that state and told her what I'd had to drink and were like really apologetic and whatever. It was very sweet. And yeah, I think she definitely I don't obviously took advantage I don't of the waviness. But yeah, as I'm as I'm spending the next couple days in my bed, yeah, she'd come in and bounce on the side. And it wasn't, I think the reason she could do that was because it was a waveless one. So yeah, otherwise she'd have like just bumped her bottom right on the bottom of the bed and she would have deserved it because she was making fun of me pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah, it was I funny. I seem to she, recall it was more like, how are you feeling? <laughs> How you doing? Bouncing on the side of the bed. Yeah, I loved that waterbed. And it's for exactly, I know what you're about to say. It's because 
I don't know that I ever used the heater pads that were supposed to go underneath it. Yep. And so when it was a super freaking hot day, it was cool. And, you know, like all the research or whatever says that it's supposed to be cool when you go to sleep because that helps you have a more sound sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's probably why I slept so well, even though like every time you turned over, so, (laughs) so... (laughs) Which is fine if you're sleeping alone. If there's somebody next to you, then that person rolls over and then you go and hopefully don't go off the edge of the bed. (laughs) That is a really good point. I had that bed when I was in high school. So I was, yeah, I was, I was sleeping in it alone. So that was, except when mom came in and bounced on the side, how are you feeling? (laughs) Except for that. But I later, you're right. That is what I was thinking because that's what I was thinking when I said, I don't even know if you can buy a waterbed anymore because I'm thinking, yeah. And I wonder if it has the same effect as the cold shower. Probably not because I'm thinking the cold shower might've worked to take away the pain part in my arm because it I didn't like get feeling back or something, but because it basically was numb from being right. frozen to death. But <laughs> the waterbed that I had in this house, because we had all these empty bedrooms and a neighbor was getting rid of her daughter's high school waterbed who was our age. And so I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Like it was an extra bed to put in the extra bedroom. And I never turned on the heater, which is so dangerous to sleep like that because it can give you hypothermia. I think. Yeah. It'll, cause (laughs) I I think now we're going to have to research that, but it'll, I think that it'll just pull the heat from your body until you're like, until it equalizes, which is not great. Oh, that's not well, good. But for a spare bedroom, I loved that. Yeah. I yeah, that's what I need now. I need a water bedroom. And you know what? Oh my gosh, we need to have a whole conversation about these crazy hot summers that St. Louis had, that Arizona had, and how we can go into selling water beds to those people. Like yes. if you could sell a, a waterbed couch that didn't get heated at all, that you that didn't even have a heater. I wonder if that's unsafe. Anyway. <laughs> well, I think I'm like, about a waterbed couch and I'm going, okay, well, so what part of it would be water? I mean, like if the arms are water, then... <laughs> no, I was actually thinking about the back seat cushions because wow. I could go into that bedroom when it was empty and all it had in it was my unheated waterbed. And I would lie in there in the afternoon and read because it was really hot. It was a West facing room and it was warm, but I could lie on that waterbed with a book and I didn't even need to turn the air conditioning on. Like it was lovely. It was the world's greatest solution. So this idea of a waterbed couch, I think though, the thing is, is that it has to be something you lie down on. Because, I mean, are you talking just the back or are you talking the seat and the back? Because, well, either way, your back is not supported then, right? And can you imagine trying to get up out of that? (laughs) (laughs) You would never get up. Okay, so this is a whole other idea. So, you know, you can buy the the seat pads that have the, the massage things in them or they vibrate and they heat and all that. Right. What if you made a water one that's... I bet somebody does. There's probably, you know what? There's probably somewhere out there a cooling pad. That's not good enough. That waterbed was amazing for that. 
And it was the old fashioned kind where it was not fancy and waveless. It was like you sunk to the bottom. So it was perfect for reading a book because like you'd kind of sink in like it was a beanbag or something and then, you know, put a bunch of pillows around and you just lie there and read on a summer afternoon. It was a lovely way to spend a Sunday. Well, so here's where I'm, where I'm, what I'm thinking now that you've mentioned the like little seat things with the massagers. <laughs> I have a new car. I have a new car. That's with not where I thought you were black, going with that. Oh yeah. With black leather seats. Mm-hmm. And it was. Whoa, wait a minute. You got a car with black leather seats. Yeah, that that's yeah, company car. It's what I was handed. Yeah. Wow. So ouch. Yeah. I, well, right. And it yeah. was like a hundred degrees where I was yesterday. Holy and shit. I was wearing shorts and I got in the car and I went, holy crap. No. And I I need to get a light covered seat cover. And then I started thinking about do you remember those beaded seat covers? That were oh, yes. like they were nothing but beads. Yeah, the so, wooden beads. The, Yes, I think those were hot too, though. But I remember they had that massage quality to them. <laughs> so wasn't that kind of the point of them being those beaded seat covers is that they were supposed to kind of massage your back? I'm not sure, you know, but I I keep all of these recordings. It's true. I keep wishing I were doing a video podcast because for all the world, I would not want to show most of the video. But the parts where you're like, squirming around and describing the massage <laughs> quality of the back. <laughs> it's really funny. I, well, you know, it's so I've discovered, so I was in Croatia last year and there was a pebble beach that was beautiful. Now I've heard people say that pebble beaches are not nice. And I haven't been, I haven't been around enough to know if there are pebble beaches yeah. that, you know, really hurt your feet and are super uncomfortable or whatever. I don't know. But this one I was in split and the the pebbles were large and wonderful and there was nothing like just putting down a really thin Turkish towel and lying down there for a little bit. It felt so good. And I bet it was that similar thing. I loved walking on the pebbles and I loved just lying back on them was really nice. I think it was like one of those beaded seat covers. Have you tried those mats, the pokey mats? Pokey mats. Were you yeah, like they they're <laughs> no. like these little spiky mats. You you lay them out and they're apparently they're like in different circle patterns. And so it's supposed to hit certain acupressure points or something. And yeah, they've got little like spikes on them. Do you Kind of like the bottom of the clear chair things like that you would put on carpet. So that your chair, your office right. chair can roll around. You know, the bottom of those have like the spiky things on them. It's like that, except you're supposed to lie down on the spiky side. I and it know. has like therapeutic <laughs> effects because it's supposed to hit all these ac- the acupressure points. And that I does actually... Not, wait, no, doesn't that depend <clears throat> on your how tall you are? I, like, I would assume the one that I have is from like my knees to my shoulders. So, and it has a pillow that also has the spiky things. So it's got a pillow with the spiky things too. And you just are supposed to lay down on it for a while. And it's when you first are laying down because you've got pressure coming on the whatever body part gets down there first. Yeah. It's a little painful. But once you actually lay down, it's pretty comfortable. It's probably like the Pebble Beach, except, you know. 
spikier. It's really <laughs> interesting. The thing is, is I did not pay attention to the directions the first time I laid down on it. And I wore a decent shirt and should not have done that because it can poke little tiny holes. <laughs> I was at shirt. that point. <laughs> right? At that point, I was more concerned about the fact that my hair might get stuck in the, the things in the pillow. But oh, yeah. They were short enough that they don't, but it was, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. So what made that look like a good idea? I have no idea. I keep feeling like I've read stuff about people walking on mats like that. Okay. And that because of the acupressure points or whatever, that it's, it's supposed to the same thing that makes people take the freaking ice cold showers and the ice plunges. <laughs> Really? I mean, like, hey, this looks like it could hurt or might be uncomfortable. So it must be good for you. That's so true. Right? I mean, yes. It's like cough medicine tasting bad. You just do it. Right. You'll feel right. better later. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I've I picked one up in, at Aldi in the Isle of Shame. Oh, <laughs> About a year and a half. In the, the Isle of Shame. <laughs> the Isle oh. of Shame. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, okay. So it was <laughs> it was on sale because they were trying to get rid of the last of them, probably because other people didn't want to lay down on spikes. <laughs> but it was in the Isle of Shame. That could have been like an extra... <laughs> Oh, I've purchased way too much. It was really just a play mat. (laughs) I mean, like I had been reading about them anyway, and I think I had seen an infomercial or something, which is odd because who sees infomercials anymore, right? We've got too many options to pass over them. But I think I had seen some kind of infomercial or something about them and that the benefits you're supposed to get from them. And I'm like, yeah, it's like five bucks or whatever, $10, whatever it was. And I'm like, "I, I can do that. I, just to try it, what could it hurt? Well, it turns out that it can hurt your shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, you have to be very careful. Like if you you put your butt down first, then all the pressure, all the weight of your body is on your butt. And then it's like spiky <laughs> all over your butt. <laughs> so you kind of have to almost like lay on your side next to it and roll onto it. Okay. So I'm not evenly adding your body weight to this pokey mat. I, yeah, it's, I have to say you've not sold me on the Pokemon. <laughs> no, but like I said, once you're laying down on it, it's kind of like, oh, sure. this is nice. Okay. And I I don't know why. It just, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know why so, she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. Oh, good. How much do you think we spent singing? How much time do you think we spent singing that through our childhood? That oh and like, God. nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. I just started singing that here quite a bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about you know, swallowing the fly and dying and you're like I sing the worm song around the house little bitty teeny ones long big squiggly ones some that squiggle and squirm I mean like there's there's more to it than just guess I'll eat some worms really yeah oh no yes <laughs> I don't know if I got that last part right but there it, it comes to like the size of the worms and then the last part is some that squiggle and squirm or something along those lines. Yeah. 
<laughs> Do you know where that came from? I think mom used to sing it to us. Do you think? Maybe. Well, no, I think that it's so similar to the feeling that I got when she sang, Lord, it's hard to be humble, that I think that I'm just mistaking that it was her. So yeah, because because she used to sing, Lord, it's hard to be humble at us all the time. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Oh, my goodness. Now I don't remember who sang that. Shoot. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to look that I up. I know it wasn't. Yeah, the Lord, it's hard to be humble. You sing it really nicely, by the way. Oh, you must you. practice a lot. I sing it a lot in our house, too. <laughs> Funny, isn't that funny? <laughs> Did you ever get a chance? Because I think mom's favorite song out of all the Disney songs in the last probably 20 years would have been your welcome from Moana. Because I can just hear her going, You're welcome. <laughs> because the whole purpose of the song is like, go ahead and say thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You yes. should be saying thank you to me for all these things. I I love it. And I think mom actually said that all the time. Like, you're welcome when we didn't mm -hmm. say thank you right away. So she would have absolutely loved that. We sing that a lot in this house, too. It's good to sing. Yeah, I agree. I can't each sing time that. Though. I look in the mirror, I get better looking each day. <laughs> no, the second verse. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was the next line anyway. You must have had a longer attention span. I think that's what happened. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, I think that, you know, maybe mom wasn't listening to those songs until we, until you, you moved to Illinois. And so I listened to them from birth. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point. Mom always liked you best. <laughs> and that is the Smothers Brothers. There you go. <laughs> Oh, so speaking of the Smothers Brothers, the other song that I sing all the time is Tommy Smothers had a song on Free to Be You and Me mm -hmm. about helping. Mm -hmm. And I always sing, sometimes the help is the kind of help that helping's all about. And sometimes the help is the kind of help we all could do without. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> You're listening to Bad Choice Tuesday, a conversation about friendship, unconditional love, and unconventional choices. For more information, go to badchoicetuesday.com. We're glad you're here. And now, back to Bad Choice Tuesday. I saw your new profile picture, the little caricature. Yes. You. you look so cute. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was so excited. I, the last caricature that I had done before that, I was really nervous about this one because I'm like, oh, no, no, no. The last time I had one done, it was really bad. Wait, um, bad God. in what way? Like bad like it didn't look like you or bad like it looked too much like you or bad like it oh. emphasized everything you hate? <laughs> it was it was really bad, really bad. Like right, Mrs. Brady, right mm -hmm. out, out of the gate, like with the mullet and everything. Oh, weird. So. Huh. I, you know, Sherry, Sherry, so my best friend from high school and I had a caricature done. I think I'm trying to remember. I think it was like the lock-in after graduation. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And it was the two of us in a car. I think it's in a convertible. I'll have to find it. And, you know, and it was great. And it definitely looked like the two of us. And then it was like a just married car, like with cans and stuff coming out of the back and said, just graduated. And it is so funny. And what's really funny is that because the caricature doesn't show like, you know, gray hair or especially like it doesn't show changes in your skin or, you know, the color of your eyes or 
makeup or anything, it still looks like us. Like when we're together, there are photographs where I'm like, oh my gosh, that totally looks like that caricature of us 30 years ago. Well, and one from when we were really little. I know we had one done when we were really little because mom and dad made little notepads, those little square notepads with our name and the picture in the right upper right hand corner. Because I found them like five or six years ago. And oh my gosh, send it to me. Oh, you got well, a I, I, I sent a picture, I think. So because I, oh, I don't okay. actually know where the notepad itself went. It's one of those things I went, oh, I can't believe I found this. I need to put it someplace really special so I remember where it is. And now it's lost again. And it's really special wherever it went place. <laughs> but um I <laughs> I think outside of the fact that my teeth look all wonky because I was a little tiny kid who was getting ready to lose her baby mm-hmm. teeth, that really the rest of my facial features look like me still. Oh, that's interesting. So. Mine too. Okay, so I do have that little notepad. And yeah. at some point, one of my kids used it to draw like some murderous, you know, scythe-wielding <laughs> person next to me. And embellished. Oh, next to you. I thought that no, they, no. Used, they made your body the cycle wielding no, knife. That would have been fine. It's that they did know it. They embellished me a little bit and then drew the crazy scythe wielding like death monster next to me, which I felt was a little threatening. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little threatening. But at the same time, they at least didn't think of you as the psycho killer monster. Yeah, they so just is... wanted me dead. <laughs> I don't know which one of those is worse. <laughs> no, no. Okay, reframe, reframe, reframe. <laughs> no, here's what they're showing. They were showing me, I'm sure it was like after the stroke and after the breast cancer, it was somewhere in there, and they were showing me escaping death. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it I'm is. I'm sure that is what it is. They I'm just didn't sure. know how to draw a sickle, so they instead drew something. <laughs> oh my god! No, wait. What's the difference between a? Okay, I'm an idiot now. What's the difference oh, no, no. between a sickle and a scythe? Oh, is it like oh, a I long handle a... versus a short? I thought you said a knife. So that is my... I I honestly don't know the difference between a sickle and a scythe, besides the spelling. <laughs> also, the pronunciation. <laughs> okay i'm gonna guess that it is the length of the handle but i could be completely wrong but that's my guess i i don't know and i feel like they're used to they were used are used i don't know to to like cut down weeds and grasses and stuff like sugar cane and things that's what i i have no idea also to draw pictures of escaping death (laughs) okay so but anyway so do you still look like that caricature picture yes okay so that is a really interesting thing and I remember also it kind of in that same vein when we used to do those shadow drawings and in school when we were little and it would be your profile right and they would put you up against the overhead projector and do an outline of your profile of your face. I remember that. Now and I want to do that with my kids. Oh, yes. Because oh nobody's done that with them. Yeah. Oh, that would be so much fun. Okay. 
Yeah, that would be great. Project, project for the weekend. Yes. And what is really interesting is now that we're talking about this, just the outlines of your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of the same. They're the same because your nose sort of stays the same and your chin same is shape. Like, yeah, the shape right. of things. It's just, I think, the size of your skull changes because I mean I know that's one of the things that they measure on well and your eyes are the same although a caricature is blowing all that stuff out of proportion but I guess it's it's also yeah because it's emphasizing just like outlines it's almost like drawing a stick figure or something right where that's really interesting that your basic lines of yourself kind of stay the same Ooh, that's deep okay that's our deep thought for this episode Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, <laughs> the basic lines stay, stay the, the same. same. I actually think that probably so, but that character from when I was really little, I don't I mean, how many years do you suppose were between that and the, the St. Louis picture when we moved? That was the mm-hmm. realtor, right? Who drew that? Isn't that who that, who did that? Or did she yes. knew somebody? Yes, yes, that realtor. And I can't, oh, I wish I could remember her name, although that was in the 80s. I bet it's on the poster, which I- On the drawing. That's right. It was a great caricature of all of the four of us and had these little, in a car, because it was like a moving in gift and all these little things that had to do with our hobbies and stuff that we liked drawn around us. Do you remember what, she drew a like about you, the things that pertained to you. No, I don't the remember thing that my sticks out. The, the thing that sticks out is the Commodore 64. Yes. That's what sticks out in my head is that the Commodore is on there. But not the Vic 20, which was undoubtedly still <laughs> in the trunk. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because not that many years ago, when dad moved out of that house, there were, I think, seven Commodores. Because, you know, he kept sourcing them for parts to create one good one. <laughs> right. And I gave them all to a, a friend, like a friend of a friend, who used them to do some kind of music MIDI something or other. I don't know. But wait, so, on the Commodore 64, like uses Commodore 64s? Yes. No. And actually, that is a big thing right now. What? Uh, another friend of mine, he and his son won some contest where they got a new Commodore 64 because they basically have kind of like rebuilt them so that they don't need the little tape player thing anymore. And because it's a vintage deal and you can plug it into your TV or whatever or something. I don't know. But yeah, so it's a, it's, they're basically bringing back the Commodore 64. Oh my gosh. That's kind of fun. I It's, I just it's really think- awesome. I want one actually, because I want to play all those old games. Yes, I well see, and I was never allowed to play games. I because I was four years older, so I had to write anything I wanted to play. So everybody else like had Atari, and we didn't get no stinking Atari. (laughs) We got I remember the Vic Twenty and then the Commodore sixty four. But yeah, I had to learn. That was how I learned Basic. I had to learn to program so that I could make a game and I remember the game that I made it was one of those where some gun ran across the bottom and you would shoot at random 
things that were going across the screen, like pew, pew, pew. Kind of like Asteroids was. That's what I was going to say. It was some attempt to copy a game that everybody else just got to buy and play. (laughs) And I I had to write it. (laughs) And the only, I I had to write, it was a picture of a flag waving. So, Mm. because I I did have to write something too. But it was... It was later, it was the after we moved to St. Louis that I got to play the games because like people across the street were like, here's this floppy disk, this five inch floppy disk, and it's got Donald Duck's playground on it. <laughs> and, you know, here's Jumpman on, a, on an audio tape. So that was the worst because you would pull out the audio tape later and you go, I don't know what's on this. And you'd throw it in the tape player and it'd be like, yeah, it was like fax machine noises. Yes. It was awful. Yes. I have a couple of those, I think, because I've got, I've got just one case of cassette tapes that are, there are various music tapes, but most of them are people recorded. Like when Mm -hmm. mom would record like a tape. And then put it in the mail to a friend. And one of her friends would then record back a message and put it in the mail and send it to her. Isn't that fucking crazy? Now we pick up our phones and we shoot actual videos that we send to each other. Back and forth. In seconds. And they would mail tapes. There is nothing more embarrassing than being a teenager. Or actually, I think I might have actually been in my early 20s singing a song to your grandpa on one of these tapes. And then, you know, 20 years later, your husband and your child find it and play it. And they think it is the most hilarious thing ever. And they're just like, what is she doing? She's like singing. I love rock and roll. And there's no music in the background. And (laughs) and she's talking to her grandpa about blah 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 and they just thought it was just awesome like this is so funny this is the most hilarious thing ever i'm wondering how we're going to feel 20 years from now when somebody finds like the video clips of Uh, the things that we've done like someday somebody's going to find the video clips of me being all, all weird and wiggly talking about the beaded car seats. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're going to regret these recordings. I did think it's interesting because for us, this is a really nice way. Like we've been able to do a ton of recording with dad. We've revisited all these kind of family stories and family memories. And even the ones that feel very intimate and personal and vulnerable, they're really the stories that you and I and dad tell all the time. All the because, time to everybody. Well, yeah, we grew up with them doing all this public speaking with dad telling, you know, a billion people like in right. a speech, all these really personal things. So it's never bothered me to do that. But it is kind of funny because, yeah, once this once this gets put out, there's no taking it back. It's no longer right. a private recording in my collection of old cassette tapes. Or VHS tapes. Oh, yes. I don't know, but I don't show, and neither do you. We don't show everybody everything. So I would say there is somebody who knows everything about me, but there's not somebody who knows everything about me. Like there's not well, a and there person. Shouldn't be. No. There so shouldn't it's, be, right? it's that's how who, the person who could write the book, right? Yeah, you don't no. want anybody to everything. No. Bad Choice Tuesday, just in case. Yes. (laughs) 
Bad Choice Tuesday is only one seventh of the week. So that's like one seventh of our life. Okay, but I do it a lot more than that. Yeah, I probably do too. I just don't talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> Again, the stuff we don't talk about, because despite the fact that it seems like we have no boundaries, we actually do. Just a few. We'll talk later. I love okay. you. I love you too. Bye. You've been listening to Bad Choice Tuesday with Andrea Howell, a podcast about friendship, unconditional love, and questionable choices. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to hear our latest episode every Tuesday. For more information and to find previous episodes, go to badchoicetuesday.com. See you next week.